Welcome to CRE Fast Five. I'm Carly Iacono. Today, I am sharing with you a condensed version of a commercial markets keynote speech I shared in Princeton, New Jersey two weeks ago. We're going to start with a high-level economic view based on CBRE's house position. We'll then move into specific insights by asset class and cover things to watch for 2024. Let's go. All right, we're going to start with a view of the economic outlook. The first thing to look at is the federal funds rate. So we're predicting that by the end of 2024, the federal funds rate, which is tied to SOFR and is really what short-term lending rates are based on, will be about 4.25 to 4.5%. Now, remember that actual lending rates are about 350 to 500 basis points above that. Now, these are the rates that are going to be driving your construction loans, your bridge loans, et cetera, really anything that short-term financing bucket. So although we are predicting they're going to come down significantly by the end of 2024, it's still fairly elevated from where we were for the last part of the market cycle. So short-term lending will remain a bit expensive. The second thing to look at is the 10-year treasury. We are forecasting again that there will be several cuts starting in the middle of this year, coming down to 3.6% by the end of the year. Now, traditional bank lending rates, that's your 5, 7, and 10-year conventional commercial mortgages, are usually based on the 10-year treasury, and they price anywhere from 150 to 300 basis points over the 10-year. Now, another thing that we're watching in terms of lending, aside from just the rates, are the liquidity rates in the market, meaning how likely are banks to lend, even if the rates make sense. So do they have enough money to put out and what requirements are they looking for from the buyers? Meaning, are they requiring deposits or their personal guarantees? Right now, it's a pretty restrictive lending market, not only in terms of rates, but the overall liquidity as well. The last thing we're looking at, obviously, GDP growth that will determine whether or not we're going to have a recession. And then finally, the core PCE. So this is tied to CPI, which you all, of course, follow in the news. But core PCE contemplates business spending as well. So in my mind, it's really a much more complete measure than CPI. So we are expecting core PCE to come down to that target and magical 2% by the end of 24 which will, of course, allow the Fed to complete the rate cuts because that's been their, their benchmark that they've been looking for. Now we'll take a quick look at historical cap rates and forecast. As you can see, we had cap rate compression really in every asset class for the last market cycle. We came out of that when rates started to rise, of course, cap rates expanded, prices fell. We are predicting that we're not quite at the end of the cap rate expansion. Cap rates could expand another 25 to 50 basis points the first half of 2024, which results in a 5 to 15% additional decrease in value. Good news is we do think we're almost at bottom and cap rates and pricing should stabilize in the middle of the year, really in tandem with the rate cuts that we're all hoping for and stabilization of the financial markets. So you can see the trajectory here. We've had massive cap rate expansion, but we are nearing the peak of that. And then we should have improving market conditions second half of this year. This is an interesting slide to share the historic investment volume and give you an idea of how robust the last few years before rates started going up 
really have been in terms of investment volume. 21 was the highest level of investment volume we've seen in really almost two decades. So very significant. You see the drop off in volume in 23. And unfortunately, we do think 24 is going to be just shy of 23 um, as the market really does bottom out. Now we're going to move on to some insights by asset class. Let's start with office. If ever there was a tale of two markets, office is that story. We have incredible bifurcation in the office market with prime class A spaces actually commanding rent growth, increasing occupancy and increasing demand. On the flip side, we have pre-2010 buildings. Those are your less tech savvy or less updated buildings and vacancy there is really still very, very high. So we are expecting some increased leasing velocity, but that's really going to be to those post-2010 buildings, which could translate to rent growth of about 3% throughout 2024. Industrial, we've got a big focus for industrial in 2024 on supply chain management. Nearshoring is a big term that we're hearing everywhere. Energy savings, another big focus. And the third thing that's really going to drive industrial this year is the availability of educated, talented labor. So instead of just saying, where can this warehouse be that's the closest proximity to the end user for our last mile distribution, for example, it's where can we build this higher tech facility and have the right uh, available labor pool to staff it. So we're focused on nearshoring, availability of energy, and labor markets as three trends for industrial for 2024. Moving on to multifamily. Multifamily is one of the only asset types that we are expecting an increase in supply in 2024. Of the 60, 69 markets tracked by CBRE, 17 are posed to grow their inventory by more than 7% in 2024 and 2025. Because of this increase in supply, we expect rent growth to moderate to about 1.2% for 2024. However, we do have unmet demand. So although we have a pretty significant supply coming on market in the next two years, we do think occupancy will remain very strong at or above 94%. Now let's touch on retail. Retail fundamentals have never been stronger. We're coming off of a period of incredibly high tenant demand and muted construction. Because of that, we have the lowest retail availability level at only 4.7% since CBRE began tracking the metric in 2005. In addition, retail sales per square foot are continuing to increase as space becomes more productive for tenants overall. Property fundamentals really continue to outperform, which is driving increased attention for the sector in a widening pool of investors and buyers in the market. This is a trend we expect to continue for 2024, as it certainly is a property segment to watch. Now we're going to touch on a few things that are, are just really top of mind for 24 and are affecting all asset classes. The first is a pretty significant jump in property and casualty insurance. You can see that we're up 20.4%, uh, very, very high numbers. This is going to be especially relevant in asset types like multifamily, where investors cannot pass these increased costs 
on to the tenants. So watch property and casualty insurance and make sure you're factoring this in to your overall net operating income during your whole period. The second thing we're watching is a new increased demand for data centers really driven by current technology. This is your generative AI. This is your genome sequency, your high frequency trading. All of these fascinating technological advances require real estate to support them. Now, the problem we're running into is that energy demands are phenomenally high for these uses. So areas and towns and cities that support an increased energy availability will see heightened demand for data center development. Certainly something that we don't think is going to moderate in terms of demand and will drive new technologies in terms of cooling and energy production as this need only increases. Third thing we're watching for 2024 is the migration to the suburbs. It's very interesting. We had the population shift, of course, during the pandemic as people wanted more space, they got out of the cities. What we're finding is that population migration is proving to be sticky. Of course, this is driving increased demand for retail, for multifamily, for industrial. All the asset classes are affected by where the population is choosing to live. So we've seen the greatest growth actually in tertiary markets in terms of net migration. Now, I will take a moment and note that CBRE considers MSAs with 1 million or less in population density to be tertiary. So you might have a slightly different definition of this, but the that is the way it's defined uh, at CBRE. So tertiary markets, 1 million or less population density is what where we are seeing the greatest growth, and we do think that will continue. Now, this is not just to the Sunbelt states, although, of course, there's still growth there, but it's your key pockets all around the country, your core suburban markets that are really poised to continue to outperform. Great news for the second half of 2024. We really are expecting deal making to pick up, which, of course, is welcome news for everybody in the industry. As the market really stabilizes. We see more liquidity come in and we have an idea where interest rates are going to settle. We think buyers are going to jump back in and sellers are going to make decisions based on a true understanding of market conditions. Let's summarize a few things to keep in mind for 2024. Office, demand for prime space will continue to be strong as we see the bifurcation of the office market continue. Industrial, net absorption will be on par with 2023 and users are placing greater focus on AI, technological advancement, and availability of labor. Retail fundamentals are expected to remain strong, reflecting a decade of limited construction. Multifamily, the biggest wave of apartment supply is coming online in decades, which will temper or moderate rent growth a bit, but we do expect occupancy to stay right around 94%. We hope you found these insights helpful. Should you want more information or like to dive in deeper on any of the things covered today, feel free to reach out. That was CRE Fast Five. Thanks for joining, and I hope to see you again very soon.